are good to go. With more of the Matt Wyatt Show. Coming to you direct and live. All right, here we go. I'm Matt in the Bureau, the Farm Bureau Insurance Studio, Farm Bureau. Go with the home team. They are your home team at Farm Bureau Insurance across the great state of Mississippi. Your hometown heroes, that's your local Farm Bureau Insurance agents available to you in all 82 counties around the great state of Mississippi. In fact, rumor has it there were some agents at least one from all 82 counties that loaded up the truck and they didn't move to Beverly. No, they loaded up the truck and went to Omaha to watch their Rebels play baseball uh, this uh, past weekend in the opening game for them in the College World Series. And, man, what an opening game it was because uh, Dylan DeLucia went out there and did his best Greg Maddox impression. <laughs> and And a friend of mine got to watch it. And he's on your radio right now on the Divinity Equipment phone line. His name is Mark Guin. He is my Farm Bureau insurance agent in Lee County. He handles it for the Wyatt family. But he carried his family to watch a little baseball. And he's with us now on the Divinity phone. Mark, man, I got to ask you, what was Omaha like? <laughs> well, you know, um, I didn't get to go in 14 and uh, just things happened. I didn't get to go. And so I promised that I promised my son, who's now 12, that if the opportunity arose, that we would go. And, um, you know, people tell you all the time about how you just don't know till you get there. And, and I would say the best way to describe uh, our experience was you really don't know till you get there. Mm-hmm. It was unbelievable. Yeah. You know, and that's a, so I just think about, I thought about you. I've got some other friends that took their sons. And that's the thing for me, Mark, was the kids, the experience. It's cool enough for you and I as grown fellas. But, you know, for that youngin to see that ballpark and see the event, what what kind of time did your boy have? Oh, he was just blown away. And, you know, he uh, 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 he loves Hunter Elliott. Um, he <laughs> Hunter and his family have this little have this uh, arm farm here in Tupelo where they do workouts for uh, baseball workouts for kids and whatnot. And so um, Hunter would do the junior arm farm, which is what my son was in. And so he actually conducted the workouts whenever they were there. And uh, uh, so he kind of got to know Hunter. And Hunter is just a really really cool guy. And uh, we got to speak to him after the game, and that just really made my son's night. And of course, all those guys on the team are heroes to him, but especially Hunter, and with him being a hometown guy, that made it a little extra special. That is really cool. So, for those listening, uh, Mark, uh, you're with Farm Bureau Insurance there in Lee County. That's how I've gotten to know you. But so, what you're saying is, Hunter Elliott, who's going to pitch tonight for Ole Miss against Arkansas as a freshman, he's at Tupelo High School last year, but but he's been involved with. Uh, camps and and a place there in Tupelo that that teaches baseball to kids. Is that what you're saying? Yeah, his his parents his parents do, but then they do it. They also do like a little camp, you know, with uh, um um with uh, um you know, little youth. They always bring in a couple of players and whatnot, you know, yeah, to do a sure. little, little instructional stuff. And it's just kind of a they just have some fun with it, you know. And and he and and he just he interacts with the kids, you know, real well and just. You know, at that age of a kid, you know, I remember being 17, 18, 19 years old, you know, just to take the time to, to get, to, to spend some time with kids and, 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 and treat them like, like he did. It was just, 
he he made a fan for life. I know he did. He made a fan for life out of my son, and he uh, he's going to be rooting hard for him tonight. That's cool. Yeah, Mark Ewan, Farm Bureau Insurance Agent, Lee County. He's uh, on your radio right now, and I I saw Mark your pictures on Facebook of you and your son and you and your dad. Y'all all went to watch Ole Miss play the other night, and you know pictures outside the stadium and some of that stuff, and and by the statue that the famous statue near the entrance there at the ballpark and that's why I've, i just wanted to talk to you about it what was it like being there with your dad on father's day weekend you know you really just can't put it into words you know my dad's not the biggest baseball guy now we've we've traveled all over the country watching how much play football and, and he enjoys going to baseball games but he when i when i called him and told him i said me and sam are going you want to go and he said i want to go you know, and so he, there was no hesitation with him. And we got there and he had the best time and, and we all did. It was a, it was a really, really cool experience. I had my oldest niece there with me as well. And, uh, she's off in PT school, uh, uh, in UT, Tennessee. And so, um, you know, just to have, uh, my family there, you know, to, to experience that was just, it was very cool. And for it to be Father's Day weekend, you know, you just can't you can't put that into words. It was it was a really very, very cool moment. So the game on Saturday between Ole Miss and Auburn, you were there in the stadium, Mark. what was the I know what it looked like on television, but in person, what do you say the ratio of Ole Miss to Auburn fans was for that game? I would say it was I would say that it was more than half was Ole Miss. I don't know if it was sixty forty or seventy thirty. You know, it's hard to tell. You know, I tell people this, I was explaining this to them. Matt, you and I have been, you know, when I mean you played and, and all that and we've been to a bunch of games, but baseball's different. You know, I told them I've been to Ole Miss and watched the game. I've been to Mississippi State and watched the game. I've been to Hoover in the championship game setting and this was different. You know, I'm sitting beside a handful of Auburn fans and Ole Miss fans around, and, you know, I never saw one argument. I never saw anybody look at anybody funny. I never saw any of that. It was just baseball, and we were all proud to be there, and we cheered our team, and, and it was very – it was the most respectful. You know, it was like you respect that environment when you walk in there and sit down in that seat. And I don't know if it's like that for every team that plays. I mean, obviously, I don't know what the A&M and – Texas Longhorn game was just, but I'm saying, you know, I'm saying for, for me, I've never been in an environment like that to where it was just baseball and it was the, the coolest thing ever. What was the weather like Saturday? It was very, very hot. <laughs> very, very hot. Uh, you know, once we got in the stadium, we were on the third base side, so we were kind of in the shade um, in the afternoon for that afternoon game, so it wasn't that bad. But we were waiting to get in. That, if there was only if there was one negative. The process of getting the first game out and getting the second game in there is a little bit a little bit difficult, and it was very, very hot during that time. But uh, it was all worth it once we got in there and got set down. You know, um not to pry too much, Mark, but you were there at the ball game and, and presumably bought tickets and stuff to be there. And last week, some people were asking me, you know, questions about, you know, ticket prices and how hard it is. Like, I didn't have any idea because I hadn't gone through that experience. I'd always just done the, the media pass thing when I've gone in the years past. So as far as like buying tickets and getting in, seating in that ballpark, what was your experience like? It was actually very easy. I had I had been watching uh, StubHub and uh, Ticketmaster all 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 week long, and and I kind of waited. I I feel like I've been to a bunch of these, and you just kind of you kind of waited out, and something will pop up. And we were eating breakfast Saturday morning, and I was looking for six tickets together, 
And uh, um, we had some other friends of ours that was with us. Uh, oddly enough, uh, it was the guy that I, Sam, my son's baseball team. He's a tw- he plays twelve year old baseball, and one of the guys that coaches with me, he's from Alabama. He's an Auburn fan. He and his son, so they rode with us. So we had two Auburn fans travel with us to go to the game or whatnot. But anyway, um, that morning we were eating breakfast and. I got on Ticketmaster, and there it did. It popped up six tickets, and we bought them. And it was, like I said, it was very easy. Now I know they were. I don't know what the original cost was on there, but it was. I'm sure it was elevated a little bit. But I was happy with the with the price and the process, and it was, you know, no, no regrets at all. Very cool, Mark Guin on your radio. He's uh, with Farm Bureau Insurance in Lee County. That's how he's he handles uh, our insurance and and uh, is our family's insurance agent. But he's a big old Miss fan. Went to the ball game on Saturday night. Made the trip to omaha and i just wanted to talk to him about his cool thing he was there with his dad and his son he's on your radio right now mark did you when you decided you were going to go you're going to get the tickets you're going to make the trip you want to see this did you have to wait for some tennessee fans to cancel their hotel rooms in order to get one what was that like (laughs) well because we were making such a short trip i didn't even try to get anything uh, in omaha so what we did was is we drove to kansas city and then we drove back to Kansas City. I drove to Kansas City Friday night, and then Saturday night, we after the game, we drove back to Kansas City and uh, uh, and stayed there, and then drove home Sunday. But um, I, I, I'll be honest with you, I did not talk with anybody personally about you know the hotel experience, uh, you know, there and around there. But I did learn a little bit about the kind of the layout, and I, I kind of have an idea if if we if we were able to go back, you know. You know, if the stars lined up and we got to go back this weekend, yeah. um, I know where I would probably try to stay and, uh, uh, um, you know, by just now that we've been there. Yeah. Well, and that's the thing about it, too. You, you know, Mark, you we sometimes forget that there are a lot of people in the past. I've talked to a lot of people who they might go to the first game or two and then they go home. And then if their team advances to the finals, which may be seven, eight, nine days later (laughs) in the past anyway it'd be seven eight nine i guess this this time it'd just be a full week later they'll go back you know and then make their and then by that time you've only got two teams and two fan bases and i guess the hotel stuff would really open up then i i I, you would think so um you know i was talking to uh some of my uh, state friends from last year and i know they they were able to you know to get hotels within a reasonable distance from the stadium at a reasonable price last year um and so I'm hoping that's the same if, if my Rebels were to make it. But i got a lot of work to do between now and now and then. So. <laughs> yeah, we don't want to – I'm not trying to get you on the radio, Mark, to count your chickens before they hatch. I promise you. Uh, I'm not trying to jinx anything. But, you know, on, hey, on that note, let, just real quick from a baseball perspective, how good was Delusia uh, and, and watching him in person Saturday night? How good was that? You know, I, I remember uh, Pomerantz's performance uh, against Western Kentucky in the home regional a uh, handful of years ago, and I remember saying at that time that was the best pitching performance that I had seen in person. He'd struck out, I don't know, it was a crazy number, 15, 16 guys, and, and a big moment. And it was against Western, a very good Western Kentucky team. But I will say this, watching what Dylan DeLucia done to probably one of the better Auburn hitting teams that they've ever had, um, watching how what he did, I mean, it went one, two, three, three innings in a row. You know, they they're in the fourth inning, and the leadoff hitter comes up. I've never seen anybody just com- command the other team's lineup like he did so early in the game, and it just seemed like that 
he knew exactly what he wanted to do. They had a game plan and they executed. And he just he just kept pitching. He did he didn't walk anybody. He didn't get in any bad counts. He just he just he really really commanded the strike zone. And it was it was one of the best uh, Ole Miss pitching performances I've ever seen in person. You know, and Mark, I was thinking about State last year and how obvious it was that the reason they won it is because Will Bednar was the best pitcher out there for about three different outings, okay? And then they were able to send Sims out and close these games out. It made it so evident how important the pitching is, right? And and I'm watching Oklahoma on the other side of the bracket with what they did the big lefty in game one against A&M, but then last night the guy against Notre Dame was just dominant. So maybe they've got the pitching. And so and that's how Delusia looked. Delusia it wasn't fifteen strikeouts, but it was a what, eleven or twelve. It was the same type of dominant outing and you know, I'm just I'm watching it and I bet you as a fan, you're probably looking at it going, Okay, it takes a dominant ace to win this thing. We may have a dominant ace here. Right. That's right. Well, you know, and and I'll say this, you know, Ole Miss, I think the the thing that got them in the most trouble throughout the year was they were very susceptible to the long ball, you know, giving up the long ball. And, you know, that part, you know, is so big. You know, it, it's funny. You hear I was listening to the radio on the way over there uh, in the previous game, and the announcers were talking about how a fly ball, a long fly ball, looks like it's gone off the bat. And then, you know, they catch it out there. They're maybe 10, 15 feet from the warning track. And so I think that big – I still like to say I think that big part – it helps. It helps a lot. I think it helps with the pitcher's confidence, knowing that they don't have to be perfect. Uh, and you know, not that they won't give up any home runs, but they don't have to be perfect like they do at home um, with uh, you know giving up the long ball. And I think that's I think that's really going to play a big a big part into this as they keep moving forward. Sure. Talking with Mark Guin from Farm Bureau Insurance, he went to the Ole Miss and Auburn game with his family on uh, Saturday night, and of course, Ole Miss playing Arkansas tonight. Um, this is just purely a guess, Mark, but if you had to just take a stab at the Ole Miss fan base's confidence level against Arkansas tonight, how would you answer that? What do you think? Well, I talked to a couple of different people that were before the game and then post-game, and I ran into, oddly enough, I ran into uh, uh, Brad Henderson before the game. Oh. Uh, Brad and I are longtime friends. We were talking, and he, he kind of made the comment that, you know, he's never seen a team just kind of look like their emotions are so in check right now. And, you know, and I think that that's kind of – that's something that I've never seen before in a team. And even Coach Bianco, you know, we uh, got this – we're able to speak to him post-game. He just seemed like he was just so at ease with what what was going on. And, and, and I th- I still have to say that I think the fan base kind of feels like that right now. You know, I, I don't think you see – an overconfident fan base that thinks, oh, they're going to go in there and kill uh, Arkansas tonight. But I don't think there's that fragile fan base that's like, ah, is this the game where we're going to fall apart either? I really think that the way these kids have played and uh, and the confidence that they have, I think that's kind of filtered over into the fan base. Everybody's like, you know, kind of even keel right now, which is an odd place for an Ole Miss fan to be, if I have to be honest. Well, and how much do you think having a leader like Elko has to do with that confidence that everybody has? We went down at the first part of the game. We stood behind the dugout, and I, I'm, always, I'm always interested to watch how they interact. And, you know, it, it's it's so 
Elko it just carries himself such a way. And and there's there's more of those guys that, that kinda have that role. Graham kinda carries himself with a lot of confidence too. Um and you have the guys that don't say anything like Jacob Gonzalez. He just he just goes out there and plays. You know, they just have taken on this persona that they've just uh they feel really confident what they're doing. But Elko just I mean, tremendous. I mean mm-hmm. what he's brought to the university and the adversity that he's faced. I mean what what a what a great guy to be kind of the face of the baseball program, you know, at this time. And and you just you feel so happy for him just to for them to be able to be there and then and uh, I would love to see him keep playing uh, for him especially. Mark, you know, I have made this I've been open and honest about it. He's a guy that it's it's easy to pull for for me. He endears himself to me because he's so outspoken about his faith, um about his belief in God about his witness, about the idea that, you know, he's got a bigger purpose and a platform than just playing baseball. I I love that about the guy, and I admire it, and I appreciate it. What about you as a father of a son who you know good and well, that 12-year-old boy of yours is looking up to him? You know, you, you wish you could just take all of the interviews that he's done over the past two years and just file them away, and then when – uh, you know, my son gets old enough to under, you know, when he, as he gets older, just to watch those videos. That's what I'd love for him to be able to do because you're exactly right. He's, he just, it's one thing to say all those things. It's another thing to, to be able to act that out. And you can see him act out his faith in, 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 in dealing with his, um, uh, his teammates and whatnot. He gathered them together before the game and led their prayer. He kind of, you could see him, he kind of motioned them all over there and they take off running. And they bend over. They're in a circle. I've got a picture. I took a picture of it, and they're 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 leaned over, and you could see he says some things to them. They all take their hat off, and he leads their prayer. And he stands up, and they're all kind of hugging. You know, it's not like they're they're. I mean, there's five minutes before the game before they call them out. It's not like they're standing up, and they're high fiving, and like giving all these, you know, you know, rah rahs. It wasn't like that. They had this calmness about them, and when he prayed and when he stood up, you could tell it was a very very sincere moment. Very cool. Mark Guin, Farm Bureau Insurance on your radio. You going to grow a mustache like his, Mark? I need to. I've got a beard. I could just shave my beard off and just have the, you know, have the mustache going on there. But, yes, I, I think you'll see a lot of people wearing mustache moving forward if they keep playing for sure. That's what I was thinking. I'm going to look at – they're going to do a, a crowd shot on ESPN tonight. I'm going to look at, like, every Ole Miss fan is going to have a mustache like Elko before long, you know. And, but, but, no doubt. Hey, be honest. You would have to ask your "quote unquote" boss first if she approves of the mustache before you actually go with it, wouldn't you? Wouldn't you have to do that? Oh, no doubt, no <laughs> doubt. She would give me a hard time about that. <laughs> <laughs> well, I guarantee. Let me just tell you from experience, Mark. <clears throat> ask them first before you go. Sh- you know, either growing hair or shaving it, one or the other. I've, I've learned that the hard way. <laughs> yeah, you don't want to surprise them with something like that. that you get a, you get a look. You, it takes you a while to recover from. For sure. Well, you don't want to do it twice. That's what I was. <laughs> That's right. I, I, That's right. That's I did right. that once, and I'm not sure anybody's over it yet. But anyhow, here we are. Hey, Mark, uh, I appreciate some time. It's good to talk with you. I saw your pictures, you and your son, your dad, hanging out at the ballpark. I knew the experience had to be kind of uh, one of a kind, and I just wanted to talk to you about it, and I appreciate you sharing with us. Thank you, man. Thank you for having me on. I really enjoyed it. Yeah, Thanks, Matt. Me too. Thank you. Mark Guin, he's uh, with Farm Bureau Insurance up in Lee County helps me and our family i've gotten to know him over the years and knew it was a neat thing um you know families especially kids 
get to go experience that. And you heard what Mark said. I, I'm not trying to build it up into something just to have something to talk about on a radio. Uh, it really is different. He said that. You know, He's been to games at Ole Miss. He's been to games at State. Something different about it out there. Um, of course, the venue is phenomenal. You know, the stadium itself, all the seating. There's just no bad seats anywhere, and it holds almost 30,000 people. And any seat you get, you feel close to the field, and you feel like you're right there in it and on it. And um, the town is, is great and the whole area, it, it, but it's – it is a little different. There's something a little, and and like I say, I, I, you're you're kind of mushy if you say this, but it's true. It's, there's a, something a little magical about the whole Omaha thing, and and being able to experience it. So, I talked about it last week as a state guy. You know, I got to experience it last year, and a little sad we couldn't experience this year. But I'm genuinely happy for my friends who, I, especially those that I knew that had kids that are. 10, 11, 12, that have never been out there to get to go. And, you know, you can walk right up in the team hotel and just hang out in the lobby, and you're watching Elko and those guys walk around, and Bianco comes out and shakes your hand and takes a picture with you, you know, um, those experiences. And then going to the ballpark and seeing it and being there with other fan bases. And it's a really neat experience, and I'm glad that the people in the state of Mississippi now two years in a row are getting to go and experience and and in some ways dominate it. Look, if Ole Miss wins another one tonight, they're in the driver's seat, and here comes the red and blue to Omaha this weekend. They'll buy all the tickets, that's for sure. All right, rolling along with you here in Hour 2 of the show. Stick around. From the amazing hits. That one is huge. To all the amazing plays. Matt Wyatt has got it all for you. Just listen to that. Back with you in the Bureau of the Farm Bureau Insurance Studio. Staying connected to you because of C Spire, the number one network in Mississippi. C Spire, customer inspired. Y'all can call, y'all can text, however you want to be a part of the show. Hope you will be. Just like uh, grabbing a chair and pulling up to the table and having a seat, plop down, jump into the conversation. A minute ago on Twitter, uh, a guy I know who's a name that y'all know, Rusty Hampton. You don't remember Rusty in his days with the Clarion Ledger as the sports editor there at Clarion Ledger for years. Uh, and he, he tweeted me, he said, hey, I got a story about driving by Kauffman Stadium from years ago. And uh, tied in the College World Series. About that time, the phone rings, and Rusty Hampton, formerly of the Clarion Ledger, on your radio right now on the Divinity Equipment phone line. Hey, Rusty, what's up? Hey, Matt. I've been listening to you talking about driving to Omaha, and um, yeah. I have a story about driving by, and, and you mentioned Kauffman Stadium and, and uh, Arrowhead Stadium, and I got a story about it um, that's, that's pretty interesting, and it, and it goes to... It speaks to when you um, watch baseball, how you you just – every time you watch a game almost, it seems like you see something like, I've never seen that happen before, yeah, you know, or right. I might not ever see that again. And if you were watching – and I want to tie it into last night's game, the Notre Dame game. If, if you're watching the Notre Dame game, 
there was a fly ball to right field, and a guy tagged up on second, and they threw him out at third. Right? Did Did you watch that? Did you I see did. that play? It, I did see that, and there were there were a couple of plays at third base and plays in the outfield yesterday that were some of those like you're saying like i'm not sure i've ever seen that again but that one certainly when the ball got kicked around i'd never yeah, seen anything it, like that. he tagged him the runner thinks he's out but the ball goes flying out of the glove but then it hits the third base coach <laughs> and goes right back to the third baseman who then grabs the ball and tags the guy out again and then he's called out right You'll, well okay so <laughs> My story about going to a baseball game and seeing something I will never see again, We this wasn't going to necessarily Omaha for the College World Series. This was I had a family reunion in South Dakota, which is a long ways away, and we drove from, from Jackson. We were on our way home, and we were, we were looking for a – we were going to stop halfway, and we were um, – we didn't have a hotel or anything, and we drove by the stadium, and it said, Kauffman Stadium, game today, Royals versus Indians. Now, I guess the Guardians, but Royals versus Indians, game today. So I said, Cindy, to my wife, we're going to stop and go to a baseball game, and then we're going to, this is where we're going to stop for the night. And so we did, and we pulled in, got a Holiday Inn right there, and we went to the game, and we watched the Indians and the Royals, and the Indians won the game two to one. Now, so the Indians got two runs. They won the game two to one. Um, the Royals pitcher pitched a complete game, and he gave up two hits, and both were solo home runs by the same player, Manny Ramirez. <laughs> wow. Now, you tell me, if you go to a baseball game again, if I go, I can go to a thousand more games, I will never see <laughs> one guy hit two home runs in a pitcher pitch a complete game and lose two to one on those two home runs. <laughs> that's Ever. right. No, that's right. You you could go you could buy season tickets at, to some franchise and go every game and you will not see that again. That's the thing Ever. about baseball. And, 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 and of all people, Manny Ramirez. Right. And both were his signature fly ball home runs. If you remember, he would hit them and they'd go like a mile high. Right. And and when they both were hit, I thought they were kind of like pop-ups and they just kept going and going and going and they were home runs how about that and it's like that moment yesterday that that deal yesterday in that notre dame oklahoma game nobody it'll never happen again i'm talking about you saw something that is a shooting star it's not going to happen again it was such an odd play it really was yeah the, the guy tags him so the runner thinks he's out Ball goes flying out, hits the third base coach, and lands right where the third baseman can pick it up and tag him again. Again, <laughs> I mean, and that's the, I, we were watching it yesterday, Rusty, and I said, okay, if the ball doesn't hit the third base coach, it goes all the way over to the uh, you know to the wall. Oh, yeah. The kid may see it and score. You know, yeah. it's yeah. The, the game <laughs> baseball game of inches, but weird inches. Uh, for sure, no question. Yeah. <laughs> I appreciate the story, Rusty, and it's good to hear your voice. And uh, yeah. hope you're doing well. well. That, you're, 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 you were talking about driving by the stadium. Yeah, there. I mean they're right on the interstate. Right. Hey, I tell you what, I did last year. Okay, so yeah, in in Kansas City, you've got Royal Stadium and uh, Arrowhead Stadium right on the interstate. It's easy to just pull off and go walk around. And look at in St. Louis last year on my trip. I intentionally was going to detour, just take a quick 15, 20-minute detour down into downtown St. Louis because I wanted to see the arch, you know, and maybe take a picture or two. I hadn't seen it since I was a kid. 
and thought I might, you know, just check out the Cardinal Stadium or whatever. And so I just veered off. I was driving by myself. I veer off. I'm taking this little detour. And I'm about five miles into it, about 10 minutes from the arch in downtown. And it started raining, and the bottom just fell out. I mean, raining so hard. I kept following the directions, Rusty. I was in a parking lot where people parked to go into the Arch Museum. Like, I could throw a rock and hit the St. Louis Arch. And it was raining so hard, I couldn't see it. I could not see <laughs> the Arch. And and those downtown streets started flooding and everything. And there was a Cardinals game going on, or about to go on, so fans were out on the streets, and they were all finding any awning they could find to get under, and people were scrambling. And I just got out of there. So, you know, it's it was a short detour, but I didn't get to see the Arch or the Cardinals Stadium because it was raining so hard. It's crazy. That's crazy. Yeah. yeah. Hey, good to talk to you, Rusty. Thank you. Okay. Yeah. All right, man. Yeah, appreciate talk. it. Call me anytime. Hey, I'm, I'm going to watch a game. The losing pitcher is going to pitch a complete game and lose because of two solo home runs by the same player. <laughs> yeah, how about that? It's it's funny what you may run into. Yeah, I tell you, I, I'm you know the more we talk about it, the 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 more jealous I guess I get that <laughs> I'm not out there right now. But uh, we got the Miss Mississippi pageant going on here. That, that brings me. You know, the Jackson area. This Why time. you're down here now. That's right. And Mary Lydia is in, involved with that. And when I say involved, I mean, Bill, it's around the clock involved. Now, tonight, get this. Okay, so I'm here with you in the studio in Jackson. We're staying in Vicksburg with the family. Miss Mississippi stuff going on in Vicksburg. Tonight is the Miss Mississippi Parade. Yeah. Downtown Vicksburg. Which starts at like six thirty or seven, and of course that Ole Miss baseball game starts at six. Oh, <laughs> so there will be a lot of people up and down the streets of Vicksburg at that parade. That'll they'll be looking up there. There's my daughter, and then the rest of the time I'm looking at my phone. Yeah, they'll have their phone up like they're taking a picture, but yeah, instead they're actually the watching the baseball game. Yeah, some of that may be going on. Uh, well, she'll be in the parade too, right? Yeah, yeah. right, riding in the car. Doing the wave, you know. Oh, that wave! She's actually looking forward to that. Um, <laughs> they, they've been working really hard. She, because you know they they take the younger kids, and of course you have the princesses that go out on the stage with the contestants in the Miss Mississippi pageant at one time or another, which is pretty neat. And uh, she's done that in years past. She'll do that again this year. And then they get to be involved in a couple of the the performance numbers, dancing, singing numbers. You know, yeah, and so they have to practice that all this week. Well, they sent out a video to all the kids who are going to be involved. And Mary Lady's one of them. They sent out a video of the guy sort of teaching them, so they could go ahead and watch the video and learn it before they got there this week. And let me just tell you, she really worked hard last week learning that. She's standing in front of the TV watching this video over and over <laughs> again and learning all the moves. But it was the cutest thing. So we we got that going on so up until this point i've really paid attention to baseball and i guess full disclosure here i i may not be able to pay that close attention to baseball no uh, not for a little while either. yeah uh, tonight uh like i you know maybe normally would um so it's just i mean it's just the way it is let's see you've got auburn and stanford playing baseball uh right now 
in an elimination game, and you're in the bottom of the second inning, and Auburn's offense is kind of off to a – they're still on the struggle bus. Auburn at the plate was on the struggle bus against uh, Dylan DeLucia in a big way. And right now, bottom of the second, it is one nothing Stanford. Uh, let's see. Yeah, bottom of the second. Uh, Stanford got a run there in the bottom of the first, and it was not a home run. Uh, they had a runner on base and got a double uh, in the right center field gap, scored a run from second, and made it one nothing. And now they're batting again with um, no outs in the bottom of the second inning. So it's really early, but Stanford with an early lead. And just like I said earlier, you know, um, anything is on the table at this point at the College World Series in Omaha. Uh, yes, Oklahoma definitely in the driver's seat up there on the, the top part of the bracket at 2-0, and waiting on an elimination game between Texas A&M and Notre Dame. Winner of that will go back to play in Oklahoma again. But People have come out of the loser's bracket before to get into the championship. It has happened, and and it can very easily happen again. And the same thing on the bottom part of the bracket. You got Arkansas and Ole Miss up there playing each other tonight, winner's bracket side of it. But here in elimination game, Stanford and Auburn. And if Stanford, nobody would be surprised if they were to come out of that thing. All right. We'll hit the countdown, team number 75, when we come back in the Bureau. Stick around. Whether it's about winning the game or even losing the game. You're going to hear about them all and get to talk about it with Matt Wyatt right here, right now. All right, here we go. A few more minutes with you here on this Monday. Feel free to shoot me a text on the Country Pleasing text line. Country Pleasing Sausage. I went to Kroger in Vicksburg yesterday, Bill, and I bought some jalapeno and cheddar. And uh, in, in this was in the the refrigerator section where they have like the bacon and mm-hmm. different types of sauce and stuff. And I'm looking, I'm looking, I'm looking, I'm going, man, are they out? There were all these other kinds still on the shelf, but the two slots there were on the Kroger Vicksburg. It said country pleasing. There was nothing in there. I'm like... Somebody has come in here and bought all the country. And I look, and back there is one package oh. of jalapeno and cheddar sitting back there. But then I, that was the, the like where you pull the doors open, the refrigerator. But then I turned around, and in the refrigerated section, kind of in the trough back mm. here, you know? Yeah, Walmart does that. They put it yeah. in that big thing out in the middle of the There was eye. a huge yeah. thing of it. Yep. And um, of several different flavors. I was like, okay, all you had to do was turn around, Matt. All you had to do was turn around. It's all right there. <laughs> But I bought some yesterday. That was Kroger in Vicksburg. Now, yeah, look, it's hot in Omaha, Nebraska. Today, they they had predicted. I say they. I saw one message um, at the end of last week, and they were looking ahead to the next few days and into this week at the College World Series in Omaha. And they had said that the high temperature on Monday, today, in Omaha, Nebraska, could reach 100 degrees. Well, it hasn't. Okay, it's 94. 
Uh, no precipitation. It says it feels like 102. The deal is, though, the humidity is not very high there, okay? You don't have a whole lot of humidity that you're dealing with there in uh, in Omaha. So I was watching the USFL over the weekend. They were playing at Legion Field. Oh, boy. They had a thermometer down on the field. Oh, wow. It was 121 degrees. I guarantee you on that old turf. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, Birmingham. See, yeah. that's my thing. And you take Birmingham, take Jackson, Mississippi. Yeah. We have, we deal with you. Go to New Orleans. They're dealing with a humidity, and we are dealing with a humidity that they just don't get in don't Omaha. So what I'm saying is, yes, it's hot there. But a lot of media people are making a huge deal out of the heat in Omaha. Okay. For example, here's a tweet. Somebody goes, because Stanford's wearing black jerseys today. Stanford has a superstition related to black uniforms, but, man, I just love their classic look so much more. Not to mention, there are probably grills outside the park that are cooler than the surface of that field right now. You see what I'm saying? There's a lot of stuff that's being said about how hot it is in Omaha. Uh, Teddy Cahill from Baseball America said, game time temperature last Monday in Stanford, for Stanford baseball, 73 degrees. Game time temperature last Monday in Corvallis, Oregon, for Auburn baseball, 60. Game time temperature today in Omaha, 91 degrees. Now, 91's hot, and you go compared to 60 or 70. Sure. But what I'm saying, Bill, is it's a lot hotter when it's 94 in Auburn, Alabama, than it is when it's 94 in Omaha, Nebraska. It just is. And it's the humidity factor. So, I mean, it's hot, but I don't know that it's like all that unbearable for these players on these teams. I, I, I don't, I don't want to make light of it, but it ain't like they're out there blocking and tackling each other either. <laughs> and again, I'm not making light of baseball. I'm just saying, it's, I think maybe are we making too big a deal out of temperature? I mean, it did kill, it did kill a bunch of cows in Kansas. Anyway, there you go. Uh, I, yes, we do have the countdown coming up. We got plenty of time to do it. Today is seventy-five days away from the first Saturday in September. So our countdown of ninety teams in ninety days. We hit seventy-six earlier. That was Liberty. We're going to hit team number seventy-five in just a minute or two. Well, we have Dan on the phone. Wants to talk about the heat in Omaha. Dan Mullen? Oh, a different Dan. <laughs> a different Dan. A different Dan. All right, Dan, what's up? Thanks for calling. Matt. Hey. I was born and raised in Jackson, and I was there. I got to Kansas City Friday night, and it was 101 as I pulled up to the hotel. <laughs> and I stepped out, and that was probably the top five hot I've ever felt in my life. Is that right? I tell you, it was. there's no shade trees like we have. You know, in Omaha, there no trees over 20 foot tall. But Saturday, getting there, I think it was 94, 95, 96 degrees. It was top five heat I've ever felt. Okay. It's just like an oven. And, and the humidity, it might not have been as humid, but it was still pretty humid. Still pretty humid. But just the straight up heat, because it's a concrete jungle. Right. Now it and is. That heat is. That heat is reflecting off that white concrete and the blacktop roads. And they got some great roads. I didn't see a pothole in sight, but I'll tell you what, it holds that heat and puts it back up on you. Now, and that is definitely true, you know, calling it a concrete jungle. You know, it's one of the, I guess it's good and bad, it was really hot because it's one of the great things about 
where the ballpark is in downtown. I mean, you can walk anywhere. It's clean. There's places yeah. to eat and all that. But you're right. I mean, there's. I mean, you got to look. A, a dog, a dog that's got to go to the yeah. restroom. He better find a fire hydrant because he's not going to find many trees. No, that's right. And then there's not a whole lot of grass either, unless right. you're on that field. So I, I get what the it, it is. It, I mean, they were giving out free waters everywhere you went. Like okay. people were just handing waters out, and which is a good. I tell you, buddy, of mine, my son, we didn't, we didn't have it. We you know we're. I'm like you. It, you know, come on now, 91 degrees. Yeah. I'm from Mississippi, and I tell you, it was a, uh, it was ridiculous. And yeah. thank goodness they were handing out free water. Did so, you sit so I, in a seat for the game? Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yep. I was, was it? Uh, I was out. Was it one of those where it's hard to sit there in that seat with that sun beating well, down yep. on you? Oh man, I tell you, because we were in the, we were in left field, and that sun didn't go behind the clouds until about 8 15 at night yeah i got you and uh it was i'll tell you man it was it, we were melting it was okay. bad of course you know if you walk around all day and you're already worked up a good sweat um you could have peeled that shirt off of me and i had a, one of my state buddies call me earlier he's like yeah my wife asked were you one of the ones with a reb on the shift no shirt on i was like no but i tell you what it was uh you could have peeled that shirt off of me because it was, I'm telling you, it was some kind of hot. I, I mean, bet. It, <laughs> yeah. Well, okay, I take it all back then. Thanks, Dan. I, you have convinced me, <laughs> and I appreciate the phone call very, very much. Yeah, that's one of the reasons I love the heat in the hot time of year is if I'm going to stink, at least everybody else can too. Dan, thanks for the call. All right, let's hit it. 90 teams in 90 days. Sounded like some of those people in Omaha were saying, shoot this thing. We need some relief. All right, so 75 days from today will be the first uh, Saturday of college football in September. First Saturday in September. And so team number 75 on our countdown is... Beep, beep. Road Runners. <laughs> beep, beep. Beep, beep. <laughs> Bill, yours is much better. Beep, beep. <laughs> the Road Runners of UTSA, University of Texas, San Antonio. I bet it's hot in San Antonio. You can fry an egg in the parking lot. The problem is, Road Runners may come and eat, eat that egg off the parking lot surface. Okay, UTSA. They were really good last year. They are making the move to the AAC. They're leaving Conference USA and going to the American Athletics Conference starting next year. The deal is the new AAC is basically the old Conference USA minus Southern Miss and maybe Middle Tennessee or maybe La Tech. That's about it. Uh, UTSA won Conference USA last year 12-2 and overall. They were 7-1. and in their conference, and here's what you got to look for. Okay, this year UTSA is going to start the season in 75 days from today by hosting Houston, a good team from the current AAC. So it'll be a glimpse at future scheduling. And, you know, UTSA may even be favored in it. They did lose some players, including an outstanding running back. 
whose first name was Sincere. I'm not kidding you. That was his name. Week two, they go to Army. And then week three, look out Austin, Texas. Steve Sarkeesian and the Texas Longhorns on the Longhorn Network. Good luck finding that one. Will host UTSA in week three in Austin, Texas. And then they're going to play a Conference USA schedule this year. It'll be the last year doing so. They don't have Southern Miss on the schedule, so that's probably uh, a slight you know, win there for Southern Miss because UTSA's kind of got it rolling. And um, like I said, I mean, they are not the same team they were a year ago. They do lose a couple of pieces off of it, but um, they have recruited well. They have hit the transfer portal uh, pretty well, too. But they were 11-1 and in the regular season, ran off a 10-0 and start, then lost a high-scoring game at North Texas and won their conference, beat Western Kentucky, and then lost in the bowl game to San Diego State. Remember that tropical smoothie cafe Frisco bowl we talked about? <laughs> what are you laughing at? <laughs> the tropical smoothie cafe Frisco weed eater bowl. Anyway. So They're great. No, that's cornflakes. <laughs> that's a different one. That's a different one. Um, I'm sure they have a bowl, too. The cornflake bowl. All right, Bill, I enjoyed seeing you today, and I will see you tomorrow two hours early. Yes, 10 o'clock. We will get started at 10 a.m. tomorrow morning here.